Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome into this week's Sikkim Podcast. We're glad you're with us. John Morris and Brooke Bednars and two special guests today. Uh, the topic, uh, the overriding topic of our Sikkim Podcast this week will be the business of Baylor Athletics. And we got two guys who are heavily involved in the business of Baylor Athletics. You'll enjoy hearing from both of them. A little bit later uh, in the podcast, we'll visit with Jeremiah Dickey, Associate Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletics. You'll hear from Jeremiah, but first, uh, Cody Hall will join us. Cody, Senior Associate AD for Financial Services, the uh, the CFO for Baylor Athletics, if you will. And Cody uh, leads things off for us, lead off being a baseball term. Cody, a former uh, Baylor baseball Baseball Letterman was part of the 05 College World Series team with Baylor. And Cody has the office right next to mine, so he gets to hear a lot of these recordings through the wall. And now he's actually a part of it. And, uh, Cody, we appreciate you being with us. Safe to say uh, you have been a busy man. You have been very busy uh, during this pandemic. Uh, Tell us a, a little bit of your schedule and what's been going on. Yeah, we, we've been busy, but uh, this is when you, you really see leader, leaders step up and uh, can't thank our team enough. Uh, when you look at uh, just across the board, the business operations, accounting, uh, uh, ITS, it falls into this with getting student athletes their technology when they went back home, uh, as well as equipment services downstairs and working through some of those angles. Uh, employment operations, it's all been affected, the internal side. Uh, but we've been busy. It's, uh, it's been a growth opportunity. We've been navigating through this. I was looking at this the other day, kind of looking at our team as a whole. So we're made up of about 12 individuals across all of those units. And it's 89 years of combined wow. experience wow. with Baylor Athletics. Mm. So uh, I'm grateful for that. My heart fills with gratitude. But you, you need to lean in these times of, uh, of uncertainty to seasoned professionals, talented, uh, who care and love for Baylor, care and love for our student athletes. And, and ultimately, uh, we've been very successful uh, through this process, um, looking ahead to FY21 when more uncertainty kind of lies in wait out there. Uh, but I think we've done a, a really good job planning out budget impact scenarios, really modeling what could happen, what our response plan is going to be, how do we take care of our customers uh, when it happens and make sure they're, they're good, our corporate sponsors, all the above. It's all been impacted by COVID. Uh, it's left nothing to spare. Just about every sector of the economy uh, has been impacted. So. Uh, we've leaned on our peers, uh, see what they're doing, and ultimately just uh, I think it's brought people closer together to make sure that, uh, hey, we're navigating the same waters. Let's see if we can lean on each other and, and get through this time together. Budgeting isn't something that when a problem arises, you can just figure it out then and there. It takes a lot of planning and preparation to get to the point where you can 
move forward through a situation like we're in right now. How do you feel your team has done in the years prior leading up to this to where when COVID hit the situation you guys found yourselves in? Yeah, I, we've felt extremely blessed um, and, and not saying that others haven't done a good job planning. Um, but I've, I've talked to a lot of our peers across the country and everybody is scrambling right now. It's not to say that, that we haven't felt that way. Um, but I just give credit to our coaching staffs, our head coaches. Um, some have been here a long time. Some have been here a short time. Uh, but it speaks to the Baylor family, the buy-in. Uh, we have great people um, who, when we ask, can you make a concession here on the way you're traveling to this specific competition, competition to make budget, uh, I'm ready to go. Let's make sure we bust to that. Let's not fly to that. Uh, so it's just been across the board buy-in that has helped us over the years, for years now, put monies in reserves, make sure that we're being good financial stewards with Baylor's resources, uh, with the students who are paying tuition to come to Baylor. Uh, it's a shared responsibility. And from a recruiting standpoint, team travel, supplies, game guarantees, equipment within our sport program budgets, on average, Baylor Athletics spends about seventh through ninth in the league in those areas. That's not us being restrictive. It's a, it speaks to our coaches saying, hey, I don't need to have the luxury way of getting there. Let me just do the reasonable and necessary. Let's put those in reserves because we've been planning. Um, we know that there's a rainy day that's always going to come ahead of us. Um, and so if we can get out in front of that and it's here now, there will be more in the future. Uh, that helps us solve the problem and also not have to impact our people, uh, impact our student athletes. Uh, and I'll go as far as say uh, just about across the board, COVID struck. We submitted our budget for FY21 on March 9th. March 12th, everything shut down. Wow. Um, wow. So that's when the process started. We increased just about every sport program budget in those areas I just mentioned to keep pushing that competitive advantage to build athletic success, uh, academic achievement for our student athletes. We peeled back none of that. So we're able to, to address right now with what we know today uh, with increased enhanced operating budgets. And, and again, that's not anything we've done to wave a magic wand. Uh, it's been years of our coaches and everybody really rallying together to say, yeah, I can make concessions, uh, help out the business office, help the budget, all the team effort. And now we're here today and everybody's going to benefit from that, that, uh, that collaborative, uh, collaborative effort. Hmm. I think most people listening to us uh, know you were a student athlete here. You were a pitcher for uh, for Baylor baseball and worked with the baseball program for a while. But in your position now, how does that experience going through Baylor as a student athlete, how does that impact what you do on a day-to-day -day basis now? So I feel extremely uh, to blessed to have the opportunity uh, that I had and, and, and thank God for giving me that opportunity. I met my wife here. She was a soccer player. Um, it was just a pivotal time in my life that really shaped uh, who I am today um, and really set me on the road uh, to where I'm at today. And, um, you know, I think back to that time, I don't usually think about that very often, but uh, this week uh, I got reminded by a bunch of buddies of mine sending a, a group text around 15-year anniversary for oh, the dog pile and yeah. punching the ticket to the College World <laughs> Series. I had very little to do, that, do with that, let me say that. Uh, played with a lot of talented guys. But um, playing back then, uh, you know, really set me kind of the appreciation level for what I'm doing today. I, you know, I saw that the bus was ready to go. The airfare was booked. The pregame meals were always set up, organized in the hotel. The lodging was accommodated. The keys were ready. And I remember thinking at that time, hey, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that's making this happen. And so, um, you know, I, I went from there, was thankful that my coaches, Steve Smith at the time, you know, gave me an opportunity to uh, become the GA, Director of Baseball Operations, as soon as I finished my career. Um, and that led me further down the track of being able to execute those things. And it really created the love, the passion, the why of 
if I had such a good experience, this is a way I can give back to student athletes here at Baylor and continue every year making their experience even better than, than mine was. And so um, I'm thankful for Baylor. Uh, I'm Baylor through and through. I uh, got my undergraduate here, master's degree here, and uh, and have worked here since 2007. And, and uh, it just speaks to the people you come in contact with. I think Baylor's a special place because of its people. And, and, um, and, and yeah, so being a student athlete was a real blessing and, and led me on this track. Relationships, community, home. Now more than ever, these are the things that we're holding fast to. Home should restore us from today and ready us for tomorrow. It's where stories are told and relationships are forged. Within those walls, memories are made, laughter is shared, and family is gathered around the table. For these reasons, we believe in home and that right now there is no better place to be. If you and your family are looking to buy or sell a home, head over to magnoliarealty.com. Magnolia is a proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. I hate my job, but I don't mind getting up in the morning. I dread each day, but I can't wait to get out of bed. You ask me why, and what I'll say to you is true. Well, you can get breakfast tacos at Rudy's Barbecue. Scrambled eggs and brisket, they ain't fooling around. Salsa wrap, son, they're the best in town. Barbecue for breakfast, yes, it's true. Put a smile on your morning at Rudy's Barbecue. You're listening to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Here again are Brooke Bednars and John Morris. You mentioned recognizing all the things when you were a student athlete that were going on behind the scenes, the meals, the lodging, all that. Um, Knowing that even if they're physically not here because of the current situation with the pandemic, we still have the obligation to supply them with the things that they need to be successful wherever they are. Um, so how knowing your background as a student athlete, what, what would you say from your perspective, this might be like for them? It's a, it's a great question. And I, and I've thought about it, uh, because it's unprecedented. So much of this has been unprecedented. You know, when I was a student athlete, what I loved and, and still love, and it, I think, student athletes uh, who compete and just sports kind of wire you this way a little bit. Um, but it's just that structure, that routine and, and that drive that uh, sometimes the schedule pushes you and sometimes you're pushing the schedule. Um, but we have some very high achieving student athletes um, that are pushing to, to break the limits every day. And so I think probably what's been the toughest on them is, is just the immediate abrupt ending uh, to everything, you know, to be normal, uh, everything that you long for to finish out a season, to compete, to compete for championships, uh, for that matter, to practice after the game and get better. And so I think those uh, the lack of routine and structure uh, was probably the first and foremost thing to get used to for our student athletes. But just when you think, hey, this may impact them, maybe off the field, right, academically, um, across the board, you're seeing this on social media. I mean, our student athletes stepped up in such a way that we're breaking decade and lifetime long GPA records uh, for, for term and cumulative for the 1920 year uh, speaks to our, our SACE department, student athlete center for excellence, excellence led by Marcus Sedberry and just them to be hands-on our student athletes to stay focused, committed to finishing out the year strong, even without sport, they did it academically. And I think that speaks to the resilience resolve of our student athletes and, and them knowing that uh, this will come back soon. Uh, but let me take care of what I can control um, and just really proud of our student athletes through that and everything that, that that's taken to uh, to achieve. 
along those lines uh, with the decision to allow spring student-athletes to come back uh, for another year for those seniors to have another senior year. Uh, that's that's the right decision. That's great for them. But there's a financial impact to that also, which is uh, right in your wheelhouse. Uh, tell us about that part of that decision. So um, the right decision for sure, um, and I, this is where I can apply myself as a student-athlete. I would have wanted that year back sure. and I wanted that year back for these student athletes. Um, you know, you put so much time, energy and effort in and then and it abruptly ends and, and life is not always fair, but when given the opportunity to have a, a repeat and a second chance, certainly uh, we would all want that. And so uh, there have been uh, added scholarship cost, uh, which uh, again, we planned and prepared for. So uh, you can't plan for everything, but again, this goes back to, good financial stewardship, and it's not the business office doing it. It's such a 219 employees across the, the division of athletics uh, being locked arm in arm and ready to embrace each other and say, I can make one concession or compromise here. And uh, we want to be solution providers uh, and make things happen when we can. But uh, we have very uh, intentional conversations with our coaches about what moves the needle for, for wins and losses, what moves the needle to impact that student athlete and, and, and transform their life while they're here. And hey, we can we cannot do some of these things over here and maybe kick those for a year. And I just think again, that's what uh, I hear some of my colleagues talk, and it's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a battle and a rift between you're standing in the way of progress. I need the resources. I'm at a competitive disadvantage. We don't get that here, um, and that's not lip service. And that just speaks to the heart of people, um, and knowing that we can be successful if we're locked arm in arm. And so we will uh, we will be ready to address increased scholarship costs along with that come. Hey, more lockers in a locker room, potentially. The roster size uh, increases, more equipment, more supplies. Um, but we're, we're ready for that. That's built into our budget impact scenarios, and, and so we're ready to address it. The spring sports coming back was kind of the first big financial situation, I think, that most people think about whenever – um, they think about the coronavirus situation. Um, but now that we're kind of starting to get some of our athletes back on campus, specifically our football athletes, there are more impacts to revenue streams um, with the different screenings and things of that nature. So can you kind of walk us through now that we're kind of coming well, a little bit out of it? I don't want to put that out there, but there, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Um, sure. So as things are kind of transitioning to that, where we're at. Uh, for sure. There, there is hope and optimism out there, and, and we definitely want to hang on that on to that as well. Uh, I, will, I will share a number. When spring sports, winter sports, and championships and, and, um, and spring sports were canceled, <coughs> excuse me, so that was an, an immediate $1.5 million savings to Baylor Athletics. And it was a savings because obviously it takes a lot to put on an event, produce an event, game management, event production. Um, as well as just the travel cost and everything that our teams would experience by, by finishing out. So we clearly have that budgeted for them to, to uh, compete at a high level. So we took that $1.5 million, and that's where we started addressing, along with other reserves, what's to come. Uh, because if you talk to, to you know, my colleagues across the country, anywhere from $5 million and no less is what everybody's projecting as the lowest loss for the upcoming FY21 year, up to – $40 million. Wow. Uh, and clearly when you look at the $40 million, you're talking about schools who 100,000 seat capacity at a football stadium and, and maybe only being a third or 50%. Um, and so, you know, Baylor falls in the middle there. And so uh, we've looked at that money that we've saved, trying to plan ahead, uh, produce models that, that represent 50% capacity, 30% capacity, uh, football with no fans, consolidated season, maybe nine games versus 12. 
gone through all of those scenarios and really said, how does this affect Bear Foundation annual giving, ticket revenue, conference revenue, <clears throat> um, TV uh, revenue, as, as well as corporate sponsorship revenue and, and the like. And so as we look ahead, one of the biggest costs, you know, everybody's been focused on the revenue declines uh, that, that we potentially will experience and businesses across the country have experienced. But now you look at, at the cost of, okay, positive tests or potential screenings. Do you do antibody screening, surveillance screening, all different costs? And so as we look at surveillance testing, if we were to do surveillance testing for all 500 plus student athletes year round for the entire FY21 year, that's north of a million dollars. Wow. So you could easily take the savings generated, generated by the end of spring um, and then just really need to apply that over to offset what the testing could be for, for the year to come. So revenue declines and increased costs, that's, that's a bad model. Um, but not just intercollegiate athletics business across the country are, are, are pretty much performing the same analysis. And you have to you have to make those decisions uh, based on what we know today. You know things are changing almost almost daily uh, as far as what's the best test, what's the cost of those tests. I mean, I know you're you're a black and white guy <laughs> in in most respects, but there's so much unknown out there. How do you, in your mind, uh, you know, kind of come to terms with the unknowns that are still ahead of us? Uh, it's, it's created a little bit of anxiety. I'll say that, um, you know, I, the, the, the hamster's always on the wheel per se at night, usually sometimes, you know, staring at the ceiling as to creative ways, strategic ways we can get out in front of what that, that unknown might, might be. I've used the analogy, this, you know, it's a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle and they only gave you 600 pieces mm -hmm. and you're trying to put it together. So you have to step back and realize you're not going to know everything and, and just really make sure that you have a response plan in place to really address how are you going to handle your customers, make sure that Baylor's loyal supporters are feeling good, taken care of, um, <clears throat> knowing that you're going to have to have a team effort. Everybody's got to, got to be locked arm in arm to get through it and make sure that we, uh, we all come out on the other side better. Um, but for us, you can only model up to a certain, certain place before you have to say no more, and then we'll really have to hit reset, recalibration. If there's a resurgence of, uh, of COVID, we'll, we'll deal with that when, when that comes flexibility is key. That's the key. <laughs> I think that has been the message for everyone. But as we're looking ahead, um, staying flexible, planning for the future, um, we also want to know what you're looking forward to when everything kind of gets into the clear and we actually get to have a return of Baylor Athletics. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to uh, not normalcy, but a new normal, uh, which we know that will be uh, just for our student athletes too. I go back to them that I think they just miss their teammates. Uh, they miss the competitive drive. They miss just uh, being on campus, experiencing Baylor. Um, and so I'll be excited when we can all gather together, staff included, uh, make sure we're doing it the right way, the safe way, uh, maybe having our distancing in place, but uh, just to interact with people, to fellowship with people, to, to share with one another, um, to talk about how this has impacted you. Because besides text, besides Zoom, you know, some face-to-face -face in that regard, you know, uh, you just miss the interaction, being able to see people's uh, physical reaction and, and what uh, makes them go. And, um, you know, you just miss your Baylor family, honestly. So I'm looking forward to getting everybody back, um, doing it the right way, and just being able to work together and, and achieve our goals as a department, um, you know, in person. 
It's a very good point. Can I add one thing as we close? Uh, you're very gracious in, in thanking and giving credit to our coaches and administrators who uh, are work with you on the budget and understand budget limitations, you know. Uh, but I think a big part of that is they respect you and you, the way you do your job so much that, uh, you know, if Cody says it, that's got to be true. So that's a real credit to you and the way you and, and the folks on your team run the business office. Well, I, I appreciate that, John. I really do. I, um, I'm a big believer in transparency. Um, you know, there is a little bit of a stereotype in business offices and intercollegiate athletics. Like I said, stand in the way of progress, <laughs> CF no, you know, always saying no to me. Um, we're solution providers. It may not be able to get done right then, but you can promise we're going to follow through in two weeks and say, hey, we've started uh, plucking away at that new initiative you're looking to create, and we're setting aside funding to make that happen for you. And I think just coaches or administrators for that matter – if it's a no right now and you have a relationship with that person, you built a relationship, um, uh, you're not just a guy sitting behind an email who, who sends the email saying, please stop spending. Um, but if you have that relationship and you can uh, um, provide the transparency in, in the data in front of them, say this is exactly why maybe it can't be done right now, but to give a holistic approach of the budgeting process of what we're doing, the more people understand and know about what you do and then vice versa, what they're looking to accomplish can only be built in that foundation of building the relationship trust. And I think our coaches uh, do feel that way about the business office and, and vice versa. We feel that way about them, that uh, everybody's looking to be successful. And how can we put the resources in place to, to help you do that and uh, in due time? And the communication, we always say this on the front end, is so, you know, a year out, if you can tell us, this is really what I'm eyeing for FY22, and it would make my student athletes, you know, year if we could do this. Well, let's let's talk about that and start laying the groundwork in FY21 so that we can get that accomplished. And we have to be adaptable and flexible if something takes place to set us back. Um, but I, I just say I really think uh, Baylor does an excellent job of that. I think our coaches um, are just special people. I think our administrators are special people. And everybody understands and respects the role and, uh, and, and goals everybody's trying to achieve. Great. One that's keeping us successful now. If you need a trailer, Flat Rock Trailers has got you covered. From light-duty single-axle utility trailers to the Big text tandem duels. We also carry a full line of enclosed cargo trailers. Need a motorcycle trailer? We've got them. Need a dump trailer? We've got the largest selection in the state. Oil field trailers? We carry a full line of Big text trailers to handle all your needs. Trailer repairs? We repair all makes and models. We'll even rent you a trailer if you need to use one for a day. Flat Rock Trailers, your number one source for all your trailer needs. Find us at flatrocktrailers.com. Relationships, community, home. Now more than ever, these are the things that we're holding fast to. Home should restore us from today and ready us for tomorrow. It's where stories are told and relationships are forged. Within those walls, memories are made, laughter is shared, and family is gathered around the table. For these reasons, we believe in home and that right now there is no better place to be. If you and your family are looking to buy or sell a home, head over to magnoliarealty.com. Magnolia is a proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. To say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great, from general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets. We go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why.
We've got Jeremiah Dickey with us, Associate Vice President for uh, Intercollegiate Athletics here at Baylor. And, J.D., it's great to see you. It's great to be in the same room with you yeah, as we right. record yeah. this. And we yeah. appreciate you being on with us. Well, thank you for having me. Um, you know, we've, I've been listening over the last couple of weeks, and, and both of you, you know, uh, need to give you a little bit of recognition. You're doing a great job. So thank you. Enjoy these podcasts. We've had some great guests. Yes, it's really make it easy on us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate you uh, making time for us. How, how has your schedule been during all this? Uh, you know, maybe we're not in the office every day, but, uh, man, I know there's a lot of work being done. There is. You know, o- over the course of, you know, I guess we, you know, we were sent home uh, middle of March. And, and traditionally, you know, as you ramp up towards the end of the fiscal year, um, which is May 31st, um, you know, for some of the external units, that's actually when you get to take a little bit of a break. And so uh, it was the exact opposite for us this year. We really hit the ground running, really proud of our staff and, and our IT department and everyone who stepped up and found solutions, you know, to allow us to continue to work and the virtual concepts, uh, you know, around everything that we did. Um, I think those are things that, you know, and we're always trying to find positives as, as we navigate some of these hurdles. And I think that's something that, that we'll use moving forward and, and has really opened some doors um, from a productivity standpoint and efficiency standpoint and, and just from an overall staff morale. Um, I think it's been good that that our staff has been able to to maybe see their families more than they traditionally would. And, and that includes coaches. So um, all to say, yeah, I've been really proud of our team and, and really excited about what we've been able to accomplish. And it's been nonstop 24 seven, you know, and that's the thing with virtual. Everyone has, you know, a phone and a computer now. <laughs> so that hasn't, uh, you know, if anything, we probably all need a break from that. And, and, and I know that that will come, you know, probably in July. So. Zoom overload. Zoom overload. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Zoom overload. Are you king of the Zoom calls now? You know, the I'm, I'm getting better at Zoom. Yeah. You know, they give me a hard time. I'm, I'm not necessarily technologically <laughs> advanced, so, um, but I'm getting better. Um, it's, uh, you know, uh, Jovan has been a, a huge uh, resource on that for me and, and Erica, and, and so uh, I'm, I'm making progress. But I am, you said it, it's good to see you all in the office and, and us getting back back to some level of normalcy. Um, you know, I, I think that that's important and that's a big part of our job. It's one thing to connect through text and email and, and, and even on a virtual call, but it's so much different seeing people in person. So uh, it's really good to see you. How has your role changed through all this? Obviously if a normal spring, the focus would have been on the spring sports and moving forward and all of those aspects. But when COVID hit, everything kind of switched around and you had to kind of change your gears. So what has that looked like specifically in your role? That's a great question. You know, we, we had a structure in place for, you know, for how we were going to approach the end of the semester, the summer, specifically as it ties into season tickets, donations, the closing of the fiscal year, all these different areas that, that I'm fortunate to, to be a part of the team with. And, and we literally had to go back to the drawing board. You know, we didn't know what it was going to look like. At one point, if you remember when this first went down the first couple of weeks, there was still talk of finishing baseball and finishing softball. Um, there was also talk of what happens if we don't. And then at the same time, you're trying to close out a fiscal year and and you're really leaning on Baylor family to, to step up and support and, and whether that's renewals or, or even new, not really knowing and having a lot of faith in us, but not really knowing that, you know, what was the 2000, you know, 20 season going to look like. So as you know, all to say, we had these parallel plans 
in place that, you know, every conversation led to another conversation and, and ultimately another ball added to the air. And, and so it was much more hectic, um, you know, also a great learning experience. And I, I think it really provided, and you all are part of the external team. You know, I think it, it really opened eyes and, and we took maybe some blinders off in terms of the, some opportunities that we had because, you know, we hadn't had to think that way. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you empower you and you empower, you know, uh, you know, David Kay and, and Courtney and, and Cody and Nick and, and Jovan. And, and all of a sudden we have these great ideas, right? You know, and we're going to, you know, use that regardless of, of whether we're coming back in the fall and, and can host games. Um, you know, so I, I think that's been the positive of all this is is there's been a lot of opportunity in that. Um, from my specific job, you know, my job overall is really to catch the things that Mac can't get to. You know, we are very fortunate to have a, a, a leader that um, he very much leads from the front and he is, you know, uh, you know, in the weeds on a lot of things and, and very much a part of it. And, and so what we do ultimately as a, as a department is very representative of what he believes. And I think that's important. He's not absentee in this. And uh, and so he has the weight of the world on his shoulders. And my job is to try to pick up some of that slack. And so we have, you know, 19 sport programs and we still have academic and and disciplinary issues and, and other things that come up that that, you know, I've, I feel and take personal pride in, in trying to eliminate some of that from his desk. And he's always available. He's always, you know, checking in and, and how did this go and how did that go? And, and I think it's a level of trust that him and I have, you know, built over the course of, you know, almost 20 years now that, um, you know, he, uh, I would hope so. If you have him on here and ask him that question, <laughs> um, I would hope that he trusts me and, sure. and that he understands that, that, uh, you know, Don and myself are going to uphold, you know, the standards and, and the core values that we operate in. So. Well, he obviously does trust you. You guys have been together uh, several different places, and right. like you said, twenty year, almost twenty years. Yeah. Uh, I think our listeners might be interested uh, to know kind of that background, the different stops you and Mac have made together, and and how did that all begin? Where where uh, where did y'all get to know each other? Um, it's a it's a great. Um it's a great story. I'm not sure we have enough time, so I'm going to try to. I'm going to try oh, to. Oh, we've got time. It's a podcast. Yeah, we've got time. <laughs> All right. Um, it's you know, I don't know if you've read uh, you know uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell's uh, Outlier um, book. It's a great book. And it really opened my eyes and, and I go back to my story and, and how it kind of all transpired and, and how I ended up here today and, and everything, uh, happened for a reason. Um, you know, my, my mom taught, uh, with Mac's wife, Amy. And so there was a common connection. My grandfather was a team doctor for UTEP, the basketball team, and was very close to coach Haskins, who was also close to Mac. So I had two different connections to him. And as I was finishing up my time, uh, in, in school, um, we won't mention that school, uh, but, uh, as, we know I was, that school. As, as I was finishing up my time, uh, um, it led to some really good conversations with Mac as a, I, th- I believe at that time he was an assistant AD, which is, which is funny, you know, to think about now. And, and I was just really impressed. And, and he said, when you're done, um, call me and, and we'll see if we have an internship. And, uh, it started there it, it, and, and probably, you know, being from El Paso helped and, and I was able to go home and, and stay with my grandmother, you know, uh, right out of college, which was, an, you know, an interesting story in of itself. <laughs> right. You know? um, but uh, I will never, um, you know, that's that's what makes you in those those uh, those situations and 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 seeing Mac as a young leader and seeing his growth over time and 
and ultimately how he's refined himself and how he represents himself. Um, it gives me goosebumps because, you know, and not to say it was, it was bad, but like anything, I hope I'm getting better every day and over the course of years. And, and he's truly been on this mission to perfect this. And obviously that's not attainable, but excellence is. And, and, you know, he, he uh, very much prides himself on that. So I've been very fortunate to watch, you know, the good and the bad and, and have those conversations with him of the why and why not. And ultimately that's, you know, to move from El Paso to then Akron, Ohio, um, being a Texas boy and, and having grown and been born and raised in Texas, gone to college in Texas, um, you know, to then, you know, to go to Ohio of all places, um, you know, but once again, everything happens for a reason. I was provided an opportunity that I probably, you know, quite honestly, wasn't prepared for at that time, but, but he had a lot of faith, faith and trust in me. And, and that resulted in, in some great things at Akron and, and, you know, really enjoyed my time up there. And, and, um, you know, you see how this industry works. He hired a, a young up and comer in Hunter Yurichek, who is now the AD at Arkansas and, and Hunter hired a, a you know, a young up and comer and a marketing director. And she was assistant to AD in marketing, um, uh, Elizabeth Brinkman. And, and ultimately, you know, that friendship turned into marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, and so through that, if I wouldn't have gone to Ohio and I wouldn't have, you know, ultimately ended up at UTEP, I, I maybe wouldn't have met Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, and then the same thing, you know, in terms of going to the university of Houston, um, you know, Mac has always been very, uh, cognizant of what my goals and aspirations are in becoming an AD and, and, you know, and he's, he's gone above and beyond in trying to provide me those, those opportunities from an experience standpoint, uh, knowing what I'm going to, you know, when I sit in that chair, what I'm going to have to experience. And, you know, so going to Houston, um, that was my first real, uh, you know, test as a sport program administrator. And, and, uh, you know, it was part of a, the hiring process and, and it just, I look back and I go through all these things. And at the end of the day, I was not an outlier. Um, I had, I had people along the way that very much cared and helped and supported me. And still to this day, I, I have those individuals. And so I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And I, I don't regret, um, there's been good and bad moments and, and I've learned hopefully from all those. And, and I'm very appreciative of, of all those moments and, and that path it's, it's, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a traditional path, you know, um, but it's, uh, you know, to ultimately end up at Baylor, um, you know, God is good. Like I, I would never have, uh, I would never have, have drawn that up. I would never have even thought about that. And, you know, and, and ultimately how Mac ended up at Baylor, you know, and, and, uh, um, it's, it's really crazy when you think about it and, and how everything, you know, uh, led to this moment, you know, and, and all the trials and tribulations we've been to, you know, gone through together, um, over the, over our careers to then be at a place like Baylor, you know, during some very uncomfortable times and, and tying it back into COVID, you know, that was, that was something that I, I think really impacted me that, you know, once we found out that we were going to be sent home and that we couldn't finish the big 12 tournament and, and, you know, the walls are coming down, like we don't know what's going on. And, and there was never any fear or, or, um, uh, anxiety around that. It's like, okay, what's next? You know, um, like, what do we need to do? Student athletes are a priority. Our staff is a priority. You know, how are we going to get, you know, and, and you just start, you start moving. And I don't think we, I don't, I don't, I mean, obviously you, you don't know what you don't know, but, um, I don't think we would have gotten to that, that point without the previous, you know, 15 plus years, you know, and, and his path and, and ultimately some of the challenges that maybe he had at Akron and UTEP and, and, you know, uh, Missouri, you know, and, and how that's ultimately helping him now. Um, everything happens for a reason. 
Here for you, your family, and our community, Alan Samuels is open for business. Shop safely in our showroom. Our service and parts departments are open. There's free pickup and delivery for all service work, all safely sanitized when returned. We'll even deliver test drive vehicles to your home or office. Shop and buy totally online at alansamuelsdcj.com. We're ready to help. Always your friend in the car business. Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Bentwood Realty is a full-service real estate firm with more than 70 high-achieving agents who desire to make a positive impact in their local communities. Their agents stay actively involved in all buying, selling, and investing real estate transactions to make sure their clients receive the utmost level of service. Established in 2011 by brokers Kim Galvan and Rick Hines, both proud Baylor alumni, call Bentwood Realty today, 254-300-4800. They're at 601 Lake Air Drive in Waco and Bentwood realty.com now back to the sikkim podcast presented by your friend in the car business alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram fiat so the dynamic duo been together for many many years now in the positions that you guys are in um you've got to feel really good about the team that you guys have built here and the flexibility of those teams and all the different departments to get us to the point that we are now where we're starting to start a new normal, see some light at the end of the tunnel. Um, how do you feel about just all of that and the, the progress that those teams have made in order to get where we are today? And, and so I understand the question as it pertains to um, COVID and coming back from that or just collectively, you know, Co- collectively, but specifically through, this COVID process and everything that we've been dealing with. I think, um, you know, you look at, at who we've surrounded ourselves with. We mentioned Jovan earlier. Um, you know, we could probably do a podcast just on Jovan and, mm-hmm. and, and what she brings to the table and how ultimately that, that benefits me, you know, selfishly. Um, that's someone I work with hand in hand and, and there's a lot of faith and, and trust that, that she is going to do what's right. And, and, uh, um, and that's a tremendous help to, to myself and then ultimately to our leadership team. And so you look at her and you look at, at the people, uh, you know, we've, we have in that room from an executive team standpoint, um, you know, we say it and we're biased and, and others may have a good argument, you know, to this as well, but I would put them up against anyone in the country. And, and ultimately when, when you're united and, and, you know, uh, and it's not cliche, I mean, it's, it's one standard and, and in one accord, you know, and that's something that we very much hold hold valuable to us and, and the decisions that we make and, and not saying we're perfect and not saying we, we don't make mistakes. Um, but you know, there's a lot of faith and trust in that team. And, and when you look at everyone in this department reports up through them and their leadership, um, we are in a, in a, an unbelievable position. And, and, and I think that was somewhat of our mindset when we went into this is, you know, we got over that hump of reacting and then we became very much proactive in terms of our approach, such as, let's move. We've talked about it. Let's move forward with the podcast. We've talked about it. Let's move forward with, with X, Y, and Z as it pertains to, to some of the different areas and, and let's not operate in fear and let's use this as an opportunity to get out in front and we're competitive, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, and so I appreciate that about the team. And, and as we start coming back, I don't, you know, if anything, I'm looking at our team saying, okay, you have to take a break. Like mm-hmm. you need a week off. You need something to get yourself back to neutral because it has been 24 seven. And, and I can't say, you know, we, I think about, like it's hard as a father with, with three little kids at home that normally dad's not home Monday through Friday. And so I'm, when I'm home, it's fun, you know, well, not on zoom calls and not when you're working and, and, uh, and so 
but I'm very fortunate. I have a wife that can, can take, you know, in a lot of cases, you know, people like Courtney and, and Jovan who are moms first and foremost, and, you know, have kids. And, you know, I remember talking to Jovan early in this process and I'm like, well, it's, it got quiet. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, and, and she's like, I'm hiding in the closet, you know, like <laughs> kids, the kids were, I, I think, trying to, to find her and she was trying to get some space. It's, it's little things like that, that, that you just don't think about, you know, and, and the struggles maybe people are going through and, and not to be overly dramatic. I mean, everyone's worked through it, but, um, all to say, I'm really proud and, and, uh, um, I can't, I can't tell you how everything is going to, to end up as, as we, you know, come back and onboard and, but I can assure you this, you know, we've, we've planned the work and we'll work the plan and, and we're, we have faith and confidence in that. And so hopefully that answers your question. Um, yeah. but, uh, I, I am excited for the return. Uh, I, I, I realize now more than ever that, uh, I'm very much a, a social being and I need to see people. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's, uh, it's been good to, uh, you know, now that we're starting to ramp up and have student athletes returning, um, you know, it's been good to see them and connect. And, and so really enjoyed that. This is the week that we have football student athletes back. Voluntary workouts uh, beginning on Monday began on Monday, uh, and and you and the the executive staff and everybody really are taking this very seriously. I mean, we want them back, but we want it in the right way. And uh, there's an expense to that as we talk about the business of Baylor mm-hmm. athletics. You know, to do things the right way. Uh, pull back the curtain a little bit and share there's a real expense to doing it the right way. There is, um, you know, we very early on went through this, this very extensive process and, and Mac was, was leading it in terms of what our priorities are. And, and, you know, for a department like ours as with, you know, national championship aspirations, we have a lot of priorities. Um, and, but we kept going back to, you know, what do we need to, to serve our student athletes and, and make sure our staff is okay and and we needed to prioritize as such and and so going in with that lens on as we were making these financial decisions and you know i i think it's you know i'd be remiss to say you know not say if you know if we didn't operate fiscally responsible prior um we probably wouldn't be in in as good of a position as we are right now it doesn't mean that that you know it's been you know it hasn't been uncomfortable there's been some uncomfortable decisions but all you know all in all you know i i've been it was somewhat um, reinforcing our stance always from a budget standpoint of this is why we make the decisions we do in, in past years, because it will rain. It's guaranteed it will rain and it's been raining a lot. Yeah. And so um, we've been able to, to implement and use some of these templates that we, that we've been using for the past couple of years. And so, um, you know, when you look at Kenny Boyd and, and what him and, and our health and wellness staff have done and, and ultimately Henry Howard and, and our facilities and event management and, you know, there are a lot of things that I know enough to be dangerous, but some, you know, they are experts in their areas and, and we're leaning on them to tell us what we need and, and why we need it. And, and, uh, you know, and so through that process, um, it's, you know, traditionally you think all these requests end up on a desk and someone, you know, but it's been neat to go through that process with them and actually talk through it and them get to the level of, well, let's, let's punt on that. We don't need that until basketball season or, you know, and really have these, you know, efficient strategic conversations, um, around it. Uh, I can tell you it makes Cody smile, mm-hmm. you know, as he's concerned as, as am I about the bottom line, but you know, it's, uh, if you always uphold what's in the best interest of your student athletes and, and health and wellness is key right now. Um, you know, our hope is that we've made the right decisions along the way. So. Well, getting these athletes back, it's a step in the right direction, getting them back on the field and doing those voluntary workouts. 
but it's also been just as busy on the ticketing side, getting ready for right. football season. Um, tell us a little bit about where we are right now with season ticket renewals and, and things of that nature. Well, we had, you know, I think JMO, you had said it, you know, we had talked early on about the Baylor family. Um, and that's something since the day I arrived, um, you know, their resiliency and, and, you know, it's been, it's been an uncomfortable time, you know, and, and, um, you know, when we finally get over that hump, you know, we have an unbelievable athletic year. We're having an unbelievable athletic season um, academically, uh, you know, so on and off the field. And, and then to have this, it's like, you got to be kidding me. Um, you know, I, I don't, it's, we never doubted that, that in, and ultimately very much needed them, but you were in this, this uncomfortable position of, of how much do we push? And we were fortunate that we didn't have to push that much because they pushed. We had people calling us. We had people responding immediately. We we kept to our plan, um, you know. And and from a renewal standpoint, over twenty thousand season tickets. People don't even know if we're having a season right now. Um, that just tells you the the support that we have from a from our Baylor family, and and um, and that's powerful, you know. And that's something that that uh, you know they need to understand how much we care and appreciative of that. And so. You know, it's not just the season tickets, it's the, you know, the donations. I, I don't know if we have our official number yet, but we're fast approaching maybe the the um, highest uh, uh, fundraising um, number that we've ever had um, to do that, you know, in this season um, that we're that we're living right now um, is is remarkable. You know, we will be able to hit the ground running. We have a great foundation. We have the season ticket base. Um, we've had, had, I believe, a 90% renewal rate, um, which is right where we like to be. And, and uh, you know, uh, all to say, been really proud of, of how our, our Bear Foundation team has stepped up during uncomfortable times, but also very proud of, of, our, of our fan base. And um, that's been uh, it. It was something that when you when you're balancing, it goes back to your question before. When you're balancing a budget and you're looking at the revenue, um, I don't know if people always connect the dots of how important that is, and ultimately how that does impact your resources and all those things that that Kenny and Henry and other people in our department need for us to onboard our student athletes. It very much is. It comes back to you know your resources, and uh, and so we probably need to do a better job of telling that story of how grateful we are to them because we couldn't do what we do without them. Very well said. Uh, we want to ask you a question. We like to have, ask all of our guests here on the Sikkim podcast. When we get back to uh, to normal, the new normal, whatever that looks like, what are you most looking forward to when Baylor Athletics uh, is back? Um, you know, I, I and I don't know. You know, if everyone. I, I don't know what other others have answered, but you know this is maybe generic in in nature. But I'm looking forward to having the student athletes back. You know that's a big part of why we do what we do. Um, you know that's one of the separating factors in in this being truly a business and and you know ultimately us serving. And so not having them here, not having that that uh, um, you know and the things that go along with it. Like I'm you know I'm looking forward to those 110 degree weather practices you know and us being out on the field and and me getting extremely sunburned yeah um, you know i'm looking forward to that and uh and to create those relationships and onboarding our freshmen and um that's a that's one of my favorite times of the year you know and so um you know i that's i'm I, and it's generic but i'm looking forward to having the student athletes back
Well, we appreciate your time. We really do. Thanks for sharing with us, and uh, keep up the good work. Uh, it kind of states the obvious, but thanks for all you're doing behind the scenes, and we appreciate your time today. Thanks for being on this week's Sikkim Podcast. Hope you enjoyed hearing from Jeremiah Dickey, Baylor's Associate Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletics. Earlier, we heard from Cody Hall, Senior Associate AD for Financial Services. A look, uh, really, behind the scenes of Baylor Athletics. Athletics, the business of Baylor Athletics. Appreciate both JD and Cody. And that's this week's Sikkim Podcast. For Brick Bednars, I'm John Morris. We'll talk to you next week with another edition of the Sikkim Podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco. Online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast has been a production of Baylor Athletics.